going on, everyone? It's officially NFL season. The first game of the the year is in the books. Chiefs with a convincing victory over the Titans. And now the EIG is officially underway, and we're back with our podcast. It's been a big week for the EIG. Connor, welcome. I'm, I, I know I'm excited about it. I'm sure you got lots to say, too. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, it's good to be back on the Questionable for Sunday podcast. I'm just super hyped that football's back. Um, man, I it, I thought the draft, man, I feel like the, the draft was awesome. Like, it was so much fun. I know that it's one of those things where everyone gets on a Zoom call and we're like, hey, hi, how are you? And then all of a sudden we start drafting and everyone gets real serious. I just love how everyone in the league is fucking tryharding, and it's great to see. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's good to be back. Obviously, the draft, uh, a great time, a great draft, I think, all around for everyone. Um, second year of the auction i feel like i feel like last year was like new waters for a lot of people kind of there there was definitely i don't know there's more uncertainty going in with that draft i feel like this year everyone was more locked in i'm not how did you feel about it yeah i think last year we popped that hymen and now we're all vets we've done we've been here before you know we know where things are in the bedroom. We don't have a problem putting our mouth in certain places. We're all doing a good job. Unfortunately, though, that means that there's a lot less funny things to talk about. Like, it, it was so interesting last year to watch people make really stupid mistakes or Spencer's, I'm not even calling that a mistake, but has awesome draft strategy. And this year, I felt like maybe someone tried to do that or tried to make some flashy moves, but it felt like everyone was pretty cool-headed. Um, I, actually, I'm a little disappointed. I was kind of hoping for some more content. Yeah, seriously, it's hard to really um, critique anyone's draft, but... Um... To kind of tease, say we'll have some. Connor has some draft grades. I'll have some notes as well. And everyone, talk about our draft moments. And obviously, the moment everyone's been waiting for. Uh, we're gonna save it for the end of the show to make sure you guys listen to the whole thing. Tristan with his first track of the season. Um, I know everyone's looking forward to that. Dude. Uh, so let's get dude. into today's show. Dude, wait a second. Can we, wait, 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 wait. Can we talk about this, man? Like. People don't even understand the behind the scenes aspect of this podcast. We're always talking about, you know, how how our producers are always giving a shit, you know, and uh, all that kind of stuff. But what really gets me going is is the guests and, you know, trying to coordinate with them. And are you telling me that we're going to have to wait for Tristan to record his podcast until what is it? Fucking 826 p.m. every Thursday. I mean, I mean, imagine imagine having to do like, you know, make a, a, a song as a last place punishment, having nine months to do it, refusing to, or just procrastinating, but instead committing to making, instead of one song, making 11 songs or 12 songs, maybe he'll diss himself, who knows, every week? Are you kidding me? I feel like Tristan's really shot himself in the foot on this one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I got a text from him on on Tuesday saying, hey, instead of doing one song, I want to do a song every week on a person on everyone in the league what do you think and i kind of had the same reaction as you i was just shocked that he was a uh, you know willing i feel like he's going the extra mile on this punishment i mean he could just end one song and call it good now he's doing 11 uh so i gotta give him some props and uh, all right we'll give we'll give him props initially but we'll i'm gonna give him props until i hear the song because i have not heard it um i know we're gonna play it um we actually figured out a way for those who've been on the podcast before uh usually eric and i don't hear whatever we put have like uh, played in the background except for this time we actually figured it out so we'll, i'll be listening to it live uh with reactions I'll, I'll be curious to see how many weeks he can keep it up um but you know I, i'm hoping for the best you know i am an optimist and i'm really excited to see if he can actually push that all the way out to whatever week 12 that would be so awesome 
So yeah, Tristan's first track coming at the end of the pod. We'll get Connor's reactions as well. But a little bit of sports, baby. Love it. <laughs> first, let's react to this first game today. Uh, Chiefs versus Texans. Um, I'll start first. I mean, a dominating victory for the for the, the Chiefs. The Texans. I mean, they got a couple garbage scores in the fourth quarter, but otherwise it looked pretty terrible. Um, I mean, what stands out for the Chiefs, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the rookie, obviously a ton of buzz for him coming into the season. 25 carries for 138 yards and a touchdown. He looked phenomenal. He's looking like he might be a, a contender for that running back one spot. Um, mm-hmm. Connor, I don't know how much you watched of the game, but uh, what'd you think? You know, actually, I didn't watch too much of it. I ha- uh, With my uh, new job here in uh, beautiful, I mean, sorry, smoky and smoggy Portland, Oregon, um, unfortunately, I have a late meeting on Thursday. But what I will say is that I did listen to some of it on the radio, and I did see the fact that Hobie is smacking me in our game because he has Mahomes and Kelsey. I think what's really interesting, uh, of course, we all knew Mahomes was going to do well. I think we all knew that you know Hill would do well and Kelsey. But Sammy Watkins coming out with 82 yards and a touchdown is pretty unusual. Uh, that that Edwards running back, he actually might be the real deal, man. He might have – I mean, if people – who knows? That might have been a value pick, uh, to be honest. And I think one of the big things as well is the uh, receiving core for the Texans. This outside of Will Fuller, who I think historically is a streaky player, it seems like no one really stepped up over the game, even though they had Randall Cobb and Brennan Cooks and Kenny Stills, for that matter. So it'll be pretty interesting to see going forward who's actually going to catch the ball from Deshaun Watson. But really a, a dominating performance from the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes only 211 yards with three touchdowns to three different receivers. Watkins, Kelsey, and Tyree Kill all um, score. And yeah, you mentioned for Houston. Um, I mean, Fuller with eight for 112. The next leading receiver was Jordan Aikens, two for 39. I mean, they're really like that DeAndre Hopkins trade. Just, the hole is very obvious now. Um, right. Watson, and actually. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say was, I mean, I didn't get a chance to watch the game, but it's, um, did a lot of those uh, Kansas City rushing yards come in the second half? Seems uh, like they were up early. Yeah, I mean, they, they got up right, they were up, they had a big second quarter, 17 points. I mean, I feel like it was pretty, Edwards Lair had a good first half as well. He scored in, uh, I can't remember, I think it was to start the third quarter, but it was pretty, um, mm-hmm. pretty even. He, I mean, he looked good the whole night. Um, but yeah, for, for Houston, Deshaun Watson. 253 yards passing, one touchdown, one pick, but he uh, kind of salvages his day with a late rushing touchdown. Um, but yeah, hey, hey, the season's here. I mean, I, I, I was just glad football's back on. Um, obviously, there's one game today, but we got the full slate coming Sunday and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, let's let's talk about, you know, the big moment of the week was obviously yesterday's EIG auction draft. Um, we hit a little bit on, on already, but Connor, after going through this draft, you hit it a little bit. What was your overall reaction? Uh, yeah, I, honestly, yeah, I thought everyone did really well. I actually have some uh, some draft grades I'm going to hand out. Um, what I did was I, I went through each team, and I kind of looked at some of the good and some of the bad. I gave a, a, a ranking based off of a, a typical elementary school report card. And then at the very end, um, I put them all in order. And the way I saw it is which, which team would I rather have? Um, that's, for me, the really big kicker. So uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, start it off. So th- there's two ways to go about it. There's I could go about it in the order of which I have it in my uh, notepad file, which is also the order um, that's listed of the standings in the EEIG ESPN League. Or I can go by uh, draft grades. You know what? I'm going to go by the order that I have just to, to keep people on their toes. At the very end, I'll remind everyone of, the, of whatever draft grade you got. And uh, Eric, I appreciate a little bit of your feedback on this one. So starting with the top, we got Spencer keeping up with the Joneses. Very solid name. One thing I do like about that name is that it doesn't incorporate just one, but actually two players 
on Spencer's teams. Um, I thought the good parts of his team, he has a lot of depth. He has uh, no $1 bids, which I think is really solid. This goes to show you how he was make, he was very active and picking guys that he wanted to and not waiting too late. Um, I don't really like Chubb and Hunt together. Um, I think the idea is fine, but it does limit your upside. What I don't like about having both those guys is that he got them for a, a total of $70. 42 for Chubb. Um, oh, shit. No, no, no. Sorry. $66. Uh, 42 for Chubb, 24 for Kareem Hunt. I, I just feel like that's a lot of money for uh, basically you're splitting the difference between two guys. Uh, maybe want to go off, but there's very, very rarely both of them will go off. Um, and I think that that's those are really his two major running backs. So outside of that, maybe he'll play Marlon Mack. Um, but I don't really know. I do think he got some great value, though. He got Ingram for $6, back for $7, Marvin Jones for $8. Um, overall, I'm giving Spencer a B-. minus. Yeah, I, I agree with you on the Chubb and Humphrey. I'm not a huge fan of that stack. Um, I think I'd be more in favor if he had Chubb and then uh, RB another RB2, and then maybe Hunt as his third running back. But having Hunt as his second running back, I like you said, it limits his upside um, as far as the position there. I do like... Marvin Jones and Deshaun Jackson at receiver and Anthony Miller as well. I think he hit pretty well on kind of those guys in the wide receiver, wide wide receiver three, wide receiver four range, uh, Jones, Jackson, Miller, Preston, Williams. Um, I think DeAndre Swift, Spencer wasn't super pumped about him. I think he does have some upside. I think by the end of the season, he'll be kind of the clear number one back there and he'll be a solid running back that he can have in his lineup. Um, yeah, we'll have to see, man. Time will tell, my friend. B minus. I may lean a little bit more towards like the C plus range. I'm not a huge fan of Spencer's team, but um, definitely some room for improvement and definitely some upside as some players. So um, definitely a, a chance to to outperform his grade. Uh, yeah, I think that's definitely possible. Um, coming next in line is Eric with the Wolf of Walder Street. Another very solid team name based off of uh, a member of his squad. I always really appreciate that. Uh, I really like the fact that, Eric, you triple dipped on r running backs early. You got Eckler, Mixon, and Taylor for a total of 116. Taylor, I'm not as sold on. I know that Mac had a really good year last year, and maybe they'll split carries. It's possible, and I, mean, I know that's why you drafted him. It's possible that he'll take over running back duties with a very solid offensive line at the Indianapolis Colts, but... Once again, time will tell. You got a couple really decent wide receivers as well. You got Parker, Gallup, Landry, Allen, and you stagged Waller somehow. So I really like that. Um, on the bad side, though, I feel like you your team lacks depth, um, especially when it comes to you know a league where we have two running backs, three wide receivers, and two flexes. Um, and with COVID involved, it, it felt like during the draft, you did a lot of waiting towards the end. I see you have a lot of $1 bids. Let's count them up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven $1 bids. So that's a little tough to see. But overall, I really like the guys you got. I think you have a really start, great starting lineup. I actually gave you an A-. minus. Yeah, I think your grade is a little generous. I think I'd put myself more in, like, I guess you're close, like the B-plus range. Um, like you said, the depth is just a huge thing. It's kind of similar to my team last year. Um, obviously, I was running back. I have three really solid ones, but um, probably going to have to avoid some injuries with this squad. Um, for my bench, I kind of just went with guys who were handcuffs. Tony Pollard, obviously, if Zeke were to go down, he'd be a big play. Um, Darrington Evans is the backup to Derrick Henry. So some potential for those guys, but obviously uh, kind of gap, grassman for straws there. Um, but I agree with you on the receivers. I think I got some solid guys. Um, I didn't get any like wide receiver ones per se, but I feel like I got four guys in that next kind of range of receivers. Right. And I love that range, that second and third. Well, really like the secondary tier. I think is there's a lot of good value in the draft that I saw. 
and I'm a, I'm a big fan. Uh, Jarvis Landry, that's a historic Connor guy. That's one of my dudes. So you stole him from me. It's sad to see. But anyways, uh, moving on. So uh, looking at Joe, first Prince of Hilaire. I think that's a great name, once again, based off a member of his team. Very excited to see that, Joe. Joe stepping up his team names this year. Well done. Um, the good, I think you have a, a lot of good talent on your team, man. And actually, uh, Clyde's, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I mean, that's such a mouthful, for 43 after tonight, that might be a steal. He, maybe he should have gone for, for 60. Um, I really like Chris Godwin. You have Tyler Lockett, Woods, um, really good players all around. I think Mark Ingram was a little slipped on. I know with the possible emergence of Dobbins, I kind of... Uh, limited his upside, but I don't really think so. Overall, though, I, you know, pretty solid. I think the bad part is that you did draft a lot of players with high risk. I actually put Clyde down as someone who was high risk. Uh, I know this was – I actually wrote that down before seeing how well he did tonight because, uh, you know, I am a person who develops grades before the game, all right? But at the same time, maybe that risk will pay off. Uh, Gurley for 28, I do think is a little risky. Uh, who knows how long those knees will last. And Antonio Gibson for 20, you know, uh, I also think it's a little bit of a risk as well. Um, but really, you know, not a whole lot of bad, but, you know, not a whole lot of great. Um, so, Joe, I gave you a very solid B. Thank you. I think uh, I would go a little bit higher for Joe's team. I'm more of a fan. I'm, I think I'm higher on Gurley than you would be. Um, I think in Atlanta's offense, he has some great potential. I'm not huge on Godwin. Um, I'm curious to see how he looks with Brady. But as far as his receiving core, Godwin, Lockett, Robert Woods. I'm a huge Robert Woods fan this year, so I think that's a great pick. Um Solid mm -hmm. tight end Higby, like he's got pretty good solid depth at running back with with four, you know, solid starters. Carry on Johnson, maybe some potential there, and some decent guys on his bench at wide receiver to kind of round it out. So I think I'm a little higher on Joe's team. Yeah, I gave him a B. I feel like with the, there's just question marks. How's Godwin going to do with Tom Brady? How's Gurley going to do? Um, in a new offense, how is Edwards Hilaire going to do as a rookie? How is uh, Woods going to do without Cooks? How's Gibson going to get playing time on the Washington football team? Uh, how is Ingram going to do with Dobbins at his ass? Um, and carry on Johnson, I think is decent pickup for four bucks. I think that was a good value pick. I do need to point that out. But yeah, overall, uh, a decent draft by Joe. Uh, moving on to Tristan, team name more and more. Uh, while I do appreciate that he uh, Tristan did come up with a team name based off of a, of a, of a player, uh, repeating the last name of a player twice with exclamation points. That's your team name? All right. Uh, you should have named your team McCaffrey McCaffrey. Anyways, looking at Tristan, man, I uh, I actually really liked his draft. I was kind of shocked, you know? I mean, we're talking about the toilet bowl champion here. You know, bottom dweller. You know, maybe he could use some, you know, work uh, when it comes to picking guys that he likes. But I think he probably did some research this year. I really liked that he got some studs. Uh, that really limits the amount of decisions that he has to make. He got McCaffrey for 68, Drake for 41. I really like Kenyon Drake this year. Cooper for 25, DJ Moore for 31. Um, I like his bargain picks. I mean, Paris Campbell, I think, could be actually really good this year. He was one of my guys that I had. Uh, Hunter Renfro for a dollar is solid. He got Hayden Hurst for four. That yeah. could be a great value pick. Um, but I think the bad part is... His starting lineup leaves a little bit to be desired. He is currently is starting Alan Lazard, Zach Moss, and Hayden Hurst um, in a flex. I'm not sure if that's what he's going to go moving forward, but it does seem as though his his um, doesn't have that much depth, and his starting lineup kind of falls off after the first five or six guys. But overall, I thought he did a very solid job. I think he overperformed for himself. You know, if you had asked me uh, what I thought I would give Tristan as a draft grade before the draft, I probably would have said, you know, D plus. You know, I mean easily but i'm actually gonna give tristan a b yeah I, I like it i think yeah he's in that b b minus range i i think you made some good points 
Um, his value guys are, are pretty solid. You mentioned Hayden Hurst for $4. I think that might be one when we look back at the end of the year, ends up being one of those ones like, wow, how'd he only go for four? I really like him. Um, I, I like the two tight ends, the two tight end options. He just gives him a little versatility there. Zach Moss, a solid pick. Um, I can't remember what he spent for him. But nine dollars. Nine dollars. I feel like that's solid. I'm, I'm I'm a fan of Zach Moss. I think he ends up being the go-to guy in Buffalo by the end of the year. Um, I'm not in love with Amari Cooper, but I like DJ Moore a lot. So I think that's a solid pick. And uh, you yeah. obviously can't knock McCaffrey or Drake. Um, no, I, no I chance. The biggest thing for Tristan is this going to be um, avoiding some injuries. Obviously, he has Chase Edmonds to handcuff Drake, but uh, it's just as far as running backs, uh, similar to my team, he's a little. Um, he's a little thin there as far as bench options. So um, obviously we're all looking to avoid injuries, but for, for his team it might be a little more deadly. No, I, I agree. And I, uh, I, but I looking at Tristan's team though, I mean, if, if McCaffrey and Drake stay healthy, I think that if he may, if that happens and he makes some good waiver wire plays, I think he could be a, one of the contenders. Um, he just needs to be able to increase some of those, uh, some of the points in his flex positions. Uh, moving on, uh, we have Jerry with Jerry's Berries. You know, this name isn't based off of a single person on his team. It's based off his own name. I actually really like that. In fact, he can continue using that name in perpetuity for all I care. Um, very well done by Jerry. You know, I think he had a really solid draft. A lot of good studs, man. Kamara, Jacobs, Ridley, McLaren, Deshaun Watson. Like, he has a really good starting lineup. Um which I really like. And, you know, that's how you actually score fucking points. You know, fuck depth. Um, he had some decent late-round flyers. I really like Boston Scott. I mean, um, if Miles Sanders has any issues, Boston Scott's going to get a lot of reps. Uh, you also have James Robinson and Christian Kirk, two guys who could potentially have very solid seasons. Uh, but overall, I think that the the one really big knock is the lack of depth. Um, I, I feel like you might have some issues uh, moving forward through the season. I really don't like your bench that much, to be totally honest with you. Um, you know, Bryce Love, Benny Snell, Boston Scott. Uh, those are uh, James Robinson. Those are your four. Or Latavius Murray, I guess. Those are your five, uh, whatever you want to call, the, the back end of your running back crew. Um, beside, outside of Murray, who, you know, used to flash back in the day and could be a good handcuff for Kamara, it just seems like there could be, you know, a little bit of lackluster um, Will, Furl, Will Fuller had a good game tonight, um, and actually that could be great value at $14, but I do think the lack of depth will hurt you a little bit. However, Jerry, I'm giving you an A-, minus, man. Very solid. Yeah, I like Jerry's starting line. Per usual, man. Jerry always drafts well. Yeah, Jerry's always a solid drafter. Jerry's pretty active early. I think you know Kamar and Jacobs, he got on them on the board pretty early. Um, I feel like for a lot of those people who did spend early on running backs, like the lack of depth is a similar theme, right? Just because they spend a lot of money early, so and then his wide receivers he targeted were kind of in that middle range as well. I like Ridley and McLaurin a lot, um, per se, not wide receiver ones, but I think they're, they're guys who could maybe push that threshold of being kind of in that range. So I think he has some upside at the position there. Um, the depth, I mean, Latavius Murray is a nice handcuff for Kamara. I do think he can maybe be a flex play in bye weeks. Uh, James Robinson, the potential, who knows what's going to happen with running backs in Jacksonville. And then the rest of the guys is handcuffs. I like Boston Scott a lot too for. Um, yeah, he he did really well at the end of last $3. year. I think that's going to be mm-hmm. a really solid pick. It, it'd be another guy he could maybe during bye weeks um, will be just fine in the starting lineup. So I, I agree with your grade here on Jerry. You know, it's funny actually. I think Jerry and I had very similar draft strategies, but I kind of changed my strategy during the draft. And actually, we I probably should have mentioned this when we were talking about just general draft trends or how it went. It seemed like the the first twenty picks. Everyone was overpaying. 
Um, and so actually it was pointed out by Chris numerous times because he's a fucking troll and just watches whatever I do and points it out to everyone. It's like he doesn't even focus on what he's doing, you know? Like he, he like literally watches me. And he kept reminding everyone that Connor's not spending his money, you know? And it's like I'm sure everyone else is like looking at their, you know, their draft boards or looking at the auction and they're like, Chris, we don't give a shit about Connor spending his money, you know? But Chris likes to remind people of just my general, like what I do every day. It's really nice of him. But I think that uh, I came in in the draft saying I want two stud running backs. I want a bunch of middling wide receivers and I want a good quarterback. That's honestly what my strategy was. And then when I saw the fact that a lot of these running backs are going for a lot of money, I kind of backed away. But overall, I think that Jerry nailed it. Um, I don't really like Ridley for 27. I had Ridley last year. I think I got him for like 12. Um, he'll, I think he'll be okay, but I, I kind of felt like um, he underperformed last year. I mean, I know he's a good player. He's a little old. So, I mean, he's not. he has a lot of uh, wear and tear on those tires, but uh, he could be a really nice play. Uh, moving forward. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, moving, moving forward. Moving forward. Moving forward down the line. Um, looking at Ben, team name Dange Russ. Think you could maybe for the worst team name in the no. right now. No, 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 not even close, dude. Uh, we have a, a couple more of those to go. I mean, um, right. I think I think you just got to add an R to the the Dange to make it Danger Russ. Like I don't mind if you double up on your R's, but Dange Russ. Okay, we'll see. Um, obviously named after Russell Wilson. Um, I thought Ben. Had a really good draft. I really like Zeke this year. I, he was one of my guys I was trying to target at the upper echelon. Um, he's a very st- solid starting lineup. Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson. I think Deontay Johnson is going to be good. Tariq Cohen's going to start the first couple weeks. Um, the the one knock I give him, well, the couple knocks. Um, I, I don't like some of his uh, how he spent some of his auction budget. I think AJ Green for fourteen dollars is ridiculous. Wow. In fact. For those of you who were uh, who followed the questionable for Sunday Twitter, I was actually live tweeting the draft while drafting. Talk about multitasking, and uh, I actually had a uh, a tweet calling out the fact that that was an absolute ridiculous uh, buy. It just felt like you know this is a guy who who potentially hasn't played in a couple of years. He might not even play this year. Fourteen dollars with the with the kind of uh, auction that we had, where you only have two hundred dollars. You have seven skill positions to fill, a seven benches. It just seemed like a lot. So I tweeted out, uh, wide receiver AJ Green goes for $14. Ben continues to throw money down the drain. So for all other great insights, please follow, follow the uh, Twitter, at uh, questionable4. Anyways, looking back at Ben, you know, uh, uh, I also think that he having three quarterbacks might be a little bit of overkill. I know that, you know, maybe it's nice to have a little bit of uh, security at the one position, but I'm just not a big fan. And I feel like the... The end of his roster lacks a little bit of depth, so I'm actually going to give Ben a solid B. Yeah, I like the. Oh, game. I'm sorry, B minus. Excuse me, I gave him a B minus. My bad. Uh, I'm gonna. I have a few differing opinions, and I agree with some of the things you said. I, I'm in love with Ben's receivers. Devonte Adams obviously is always going to be a guy contending for the top wide receiver in the league. I think Allen Robinson is going to be a top ten receiver this year. And honestly, A.J. Green has top 10 receiver potential, too. I'm, I'm actually going to differ from you there. If A.J. Green stays healthy, I think in that offense this year with Burrow as quarterback and the weapons they have, he could be like a huge steal. And uh, same with Deontay Johnson. I love him as well, especially with Big Ben coming back. Um, he was good last year with Duck and Mason yeah. Rudolph as his quarterback. So if Big Ben stays healthy, um, I think he has you know potential to be a wide receiver, too. Um, you mentioned Zeke. Treat Cullen 
is going to be solid. Whether David Montgomery is injured or not, Tree Cohen is obviously going to be a guy you can play. Um, Ronald Jones, be curious to see what happens there. Um, Dobbins could potentially be a guy with some big value. Um, you know, running back is a little shaky there for Ben. Um, but you hit the nail on the head, three quarterbacks. That's where Ben screwed up his draft. Um, when you draft <laughs> Russell Wilson, you don't need another quarterback. And he took two more. It's one thing to take Josh, like just take one more. It is a mistake at that point. And then two years compounding on top of it. Um, yeah. You're just wasting budget that you could have got on other guys to like, you know, he could have gotten another, with the budget he spent on Allen or Rodgers or com- the combined of the two, he could have gotten like another running back to help strengthen up yeah. his depth or a receiver to strengthen up his depth. And I feel like Ben is always one of those guys who's like on the cusp of making the playoffs and like moves stuff doing stuff like this is why Shade. he's not making it in like last Shade. year he was on the cusp and he drafted three quarterbacks and like that's the kind of mistake that puts you out of the playoffs instead of in the playoffs wow wow rain it in baby maybe you're gonna come out with a diss track towards ben next week uh i do agree with you i mean uh, if you're gonna take three quarterbacks i don't think that's necessarily bad but when you take russell wilson for eight dollars and josh allen for six um, with how tight the budgets are with these kind of draft, I just feel like I don't see why you would do that. Yeah, and then know, when you take you know, Russell Wilson, you should never take another quarterback. You know, no, you could take, I wouldn't, no, if you have Russell no Wilson, you could take a second quarterback for a dollar. All right. Nope. No one wants to hear us argue. All right. What they want to hear are our hot takes and they want to hear my, about our lives. Okay. Anyways. Um, so anyways, yeah, B minus for Ben. Um, I, I also, uh, will at the very end go over everyone's draft grade and actually put them in order of one to 12, because even though some people got, you know, the same B minus grade, I don't necessarily put them as equal. Um, so actually I think Ben is the best B minus team out there. Uh, moving, uh, that's quite the, uh, quite the nice compliment. Moving on, uh, Jordan, uh, team named Chris on a Wednesday referencing, um, a fantastic, what's that game called? Um, Shirt from TKO. That's right. From, uh, Jackbox. Uh, in the running, obviously, for, for best team name in the league. And best picture. Uh, for, and best picture, yeah. He actually has the picture of Chris on a Wednesday. Uh, Chris enjoying two penises, from what I can see. Very well done. Um, I thought uh, Jordan had a pretty decent draft. He had a very a lot of very solid buys. Um, one thing, again, like I kind of mentioned before, a, a lot of times when you, when you spend on really good players, and you just know you're always going to play them every week. And it limits the amount of decisions you have to make when it comes to who to start. And I always think that's a good thing because it limits your risk. Because every decision you have to make between who I, do I play A guy or B guy, that could potentially go poorly. So when you limit that, uh, when you limit the amount of decisions you make, you de- you decrease your overall risk. That's a mouthful. That's how my brain thinks. Anyways, um, I mean, he has look at his starting lineup, dude. He's got he's always gonna play Saquon, always gonna play Terry Kill, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, DJ Chark. Like, there's just guys he's always gonna plug and play. He really only needs to fill in a couple other spots on his team on the waiver wire. So I really like that play. Overall, though, I, I think he his team really lacks depth, especially at running back. David Montgomery is a very decent RB three, but he's currently injured. So. Um, that means that Daryl Williams for five bucks might be his RB three. Duke Johnson apparently just got injured tonight. I mean, uh, Joshua Kelly, AJ Dillon, like it's, that's a tough, that's a really tough area to be in. Really just let's hope that James Conner stays healthy, which is not his forte. I also think that he lacks a lot of depth at wide receiver. He really doesn't have a decent fourth wide receiver. I'm not sure if I would say that's Jalen Rager or Lavishka. Chanel. Yeah. Thank you. But anyways, um, yeah, I think that his team lacks a lot of depth, and um, a lot of my ratings, you know, I'm looking not only at your starters but also your bench rolls, 
and maybe he's able to make some waiver wire moves. I mean, Jordan's definitely an active member of the league. I give him all the credit in the world. But uh, unfortunately, Jordan, I got to give you a C plus on this one. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think he hit a lot of good points. I, le- I, I like I'm a James Conner fan this year, but obviously he needs to stay healthy. I think Saquon for fifty five dollars was a pretty solid pick. After True, seeing, especially after seeing McCaffrey go for sixty eight, I believe it was. Yeah, um, and uh, didn't um, Henry went for sixty? Yeah, yeah oh, no, sorry, Zeke went for sixty. I was shocked yeah. to see Zeke go for more than Saquon. I agree with it, but so, I was shocked. Yeah, so after seeing those prices, like. If I had to pick, I would just rather have saved the $13 between Barkley and McCaffrey and taking Barkley. That's just me, but that's yeah. how I feel. I like Chris Herndon as a tight end um, for a dollar. DJ Chark, I'm a fan of. Juju, as you mentioned with Deontay Johnson earlier, I feel like he has a big bounce back here. I'm not huge on Tyree Kill. Did catch a cut touchdown tonight, though. Um, but yeah, not a great start for a couple of his running backs, Daryl Williams and Duke Johnson. Um, Jalen Rager, I think, is a good player on his bench. Uh, as of yesterday, he was supposed to be out all of September. Now he was a full participant in practice today. Um, so he may be like Philly's number one wide receiver. So it could be potentially a good pick on his bench. And see, here's a perfect example of when you could draft two quarterbacks, Connor. Because when you take a guy like Big Ben, who is like maybe a top 12 guy, is like on the, on the fence, then you can mm-hmm. take another guy who's like on the fence as well. And like you have two shots at getting one good quarterback. Sure. Wow. Okay. Uh, once again, uh, shade at Ben. Uh, moving on. True. Moving on. Uh, going to AMAC. AMAC's team name is AMAC. Uh, definitely in the running for one of the worst names. Not only is it not related to fantasy football, there is no pun. Uh, there's no. He's not talking about any player in his team. It is literally his own name, or at least this shorthand version. It'd be like if my name was C Mac, or yours was E Eric. I don't know. Yeah. They're pretty lame. Um, do want to give a quick shout out to Amac? Everyone knows he loves his, his white wide receivers. He got three of them um, during the draft. What was the over under at? Does anyone remember? I think it was two, so he went over. He also had two white tight ends. Not that those. Yeah, well, I mean they're tight ends. That's different though. They're tight ends. Come yeah. on, you know. Yeah, yeah. White people were overrepresented as tight ends. Everyone knows that. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought that he, overall his draft um, was uh, decent. I mean, I was a, I'm a big fan of AJ Brown this year. I think he he is going to be a total stud. I think um, I was actually probably the one. I I think I was bidding him up with Amac 26. I I just really liked him, and it just got to be too expensive. Um, I also really like Kittle this year, especially for 24 bucks. That's a pretty solid deal. Just solidify a tight end position, plug and play. Don't even think about it until uh, you know his bye week comes. Overall, though, I'm not a big fan of his starters. I just think that he drafted a lot of guys who personally I'm not that high on. I'm not as high on Aaron Jones. I'm not as high on – I mean, Le'Veon Bell I think could be decent. I'm not as high on Odell Beckham. I'm not high on Melvin Gordon. I'm not high on Devin Singletary. I think also his bargain buys were really mediocre. Uh, a Newton for three bucks, uh, Brandon Ayuk for three, Nikhil Harry for four. I'm not a big fan of any of those guys. Uh, overall, though, like I think he did a really good job um, divvying up his budget. So uh, he actually has a fairly decent starting lineup, although I don't really like the guys that he chose. So for that, I'm actually, Amac, I'm giving you a C. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I just kind of feel like, like meh. This is kind of my reaction to his team. Aaron Jones, I'm fine with, but the rest of his running backs, I'm not huge fans of. I'm Le'Veon Bell, I'm not. I'm not really buying the Jets are going to be pretty bad this year on offense. I feel like I don't think Bell is going to, you know, I just can't, I can't see that too many opportunities for him to have big games. Melvin Gordon, um, who knows with, with him, like I wouldn't be surprised if he was all pro. I, I also wouldn't be surprised if like Phil Lindsay just ends up being their go-to guy and uh, Devin Singletary. I'm not high on either. 
Um, and I think he hit the nail on the head on his bench. I feel like he has he has no bench running backs. Um, even like a, a handcuff or like a, a flyer guy um, would be a nice addition to his roster. Um, I, similar to the quarterback thing, it's like why draft Rob Gronkowski when you have George Kittle? So I feel like that's a waste of a roster spot for him as well um, that he could have used more valuably. I'm not high on, on Gronk this year. I will say about Le'Veon Bell, you know, I actually had him in a, another league last year. And looking at his ESPN score, he was the 17th ranked RB in points last year. So for a middling RB2 for 24 bucks, I think that's probably, you know, with, with maybe a little bit of upside. Who knows if uh, maybe he gels better with the Jets offense this year. I, I think it's a decent play. Um, but, but, I mean, seriously, Eric, you should just call me Connor the Carpenter, man. I keep nailing it on the head. Looking forward at Hovey, um, Hovey, someone who has historically done very well in the league. Uh, I think his overall, his starters are really solid. I love his starters. Uh, Mahomes, Evans, Steelen, Henry, all very good. I think Philip Lindsay was getting slept on. He was one of the guys I was targeting in the draft. I feel like people were putting way too much of their budget into Melvin Gordon when Philip Lindsay is a known uh, commodity and had a very good season last year, 1,000 yards rusher. I think that uh, the one big question mark for Hovey is that he j- he needs three of the five following people to be serviceable for his team to be ex- exceptional. Emmanuel Sanders, Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, Randall Cobb, or Larry Fitzgerald. If he can get three of the five of those to be serviceable, he will have a very good squad. Um, probably a squad that will easily make the playoffs. Another knock I, I'll just have to give him, I think his running back death is a little suspect so it's possible that you know if if henry goes down or Lindsay goes down it's gonna be a really tough season for him but because he has such a solid starting lineup and if i think some of his late round picks jerry judy cd lamb in particular are very have a lot of upside i'm giving hovey a b plus um i'm i'm gonna disagree with you here i'm actually lower on hovey's team uh you know kelsey mahomes obviously a solid combo there i like derrick henry um philip Lindsay. As an RB two is a little questionable, but not a bad player. Mike Evans, I'm big on Adam Thielen this year, but after that, I'm really not in love with any of Hobie's players. Emmanuel Sanders, um, I feel like the Saints are going to be more run heavy this year. I just, I just don't see him being like a guy who's consistently going to provide you what you need. Um, C. Lamb and Jerry Judy, just going all in on the rookie receivers. Uh, can't say I'm in love with it, but maybe I'll be wrong. Daryl Henderson and Tevin Coleman are fine as backup running backs. And then uh, just looking at the rest of his bench, I'd say there's like a very slim chance that LaShawn McCoy or Larry Fitzgerald are fantasy relevant this year. Um, I feel like those players should be on waivers right now. Um, again, when you draft Patrick Mahomes, you don't need to draft another quarterback, so that's a waste of a roster spot. And um, he took the UW guy with his last pick. So um, it's obviously a waste of a pick, but not that he really cares because he is one Hunter Bryant on his team. But um, I'm a little lower on Hobie's team. I think he's more in like the C to C plus range. Fair enough. All right, moving on. We have the last three left. We're in the home stretch. If you've already started nodding off by Eric's voice, trust me. Uh, open your eyes, get some Monster Energy drink in you, and let's power forward. We still have a diss track to listen to. Looking at Chris's team, Goskowski's Revenge, um, definitely in the running for one of the worst team names in the league. Not only does it not really make any sense, is that like a reference to something, Eric? I think he's, oh, yeah, uh, you know, that position we got rid of. Oh, yeah, because there's no kickers, I guess. Yeah, but see, Goskowski isn't even on his team, though, obviously, because there are no kickers. Um, Goskowski, I guess he's on the Titans now. Okay, but still, though, you know, I mean, 
Maybe if it was more related to kickers instead of just one in particular. I don't know. Anyways, uh, looking at Chris's team. Uh, Chris's team, uh, I will just, I'm just going to say it. And, you know, I, I love the shit on my buddy Chris. Okay? I don't know what it is. It's just how, you know, growing up, my family, we would just shit on each other. It's how, you know, you know I like you. You know, if I'm mean to you, if I make fun of you, definitely means that you're, you, you've stolen a place inside my heart. That might be why I'm single. Looking at Chris, though, man, the surprise of the draft the surprise of the draft. Really good starting lineup. Solid draft from Chris across the board. Uh, impressed. I'm most impressed with his receiving core and his late round bargain pickups. Let's just take a quick gander. I really like his starters too. David Johnson went off tonight, who I, I was not high on at all. Miles Sanders, very solid pickup. He has Sanders, Johnson, and Leonard Fournette. I mean, he's pretty much set at running back. You know, yeah, he can plug and play. Yeah, ah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Kenny Galladay, I was really high on this year. I, I was bidding him up too. Um, him and AJ Brown, I was really trying to get, but unfortunately just got a little too expensive for my taste. I know Sutton just got injured, but I still think he's fine. DK Metcalf is so solid. He's going to be great this year. Tyler Boyd, I have in like three other leagues. So, I mean, clearly – Tyler Boyd, by the way, one of my guys. Just want to put it on the board. His layer on pickups though. Like clearly he's doing his homework. Sammy Watkins for two bucks. Sammy Watkins was the highest scoring receiver on the Chiefs tonight. Yeah. Nyhem Hines, dude, Phillip. Rivers has a fucking noodle arm, okay? Who's he going to throw the ball to? Naeem Hines, dude. Third-round running back. I like it. Um, I, that, it. It's fantastic. Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel was was literally like 98 speed, 97 agility, and Madden 18. Dude, for two bucks, fucking steal. Sorry, Robbie Anderson, man. That's another one of my guys. He's been looking at one of my guys for three bucks. Like, he just signed a, what, a two-year, $20 million contract with the Carolina Panthers. They're going to throw the ball to somebody. I really like that he has Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel. Someone in that offense is going to be a wide receiver, a solid wide receiver. He's going to get one of them. Mike Gusecki for two bucks. What the hell, Chris? Stop stop picking up solid picks. Fucking, I, I like Chris more when he sucked, you know? When he was, and I, I'm just saying this right now, he's not going to suck this year, but Chris is way more fun in the league when he's bad. God damn it. Everyone, you know what? I, I am allowed to make fun of Chris. I used to live with the guy. Everyone in the league makes fun of Chris, and because of that, apparently he went out and did some research and really upped the ante this year, and that just pisses me off because if he does better than me, I'm going to hate myself, okay? This is one of the few things in life that I have going for me, okay? God damn it, Chris. I gave you an A minus. Yeah, Fuck this, you, dude. This is a pretty solid team. I'm not high on Cortland Sutton, but you look at the rest of his receivers: Galladay, um, with Stafford back, some, you know, he's going to be in that contention for a top receiver. DK Metcalf, I like. You mentioned Boyd and Robbie Anderson. I I echo the same thoughts there. Uh, two solid tight end options. I feel like one of them is going to end up being a like a good every week starter. So I like I like the play there. Um, you mentioned the bench. You know, Fournette and Breda as backup running backs. I can't complain. Uh, Naheem Hines, I like the pick. You know, some solid receivers. Uh, you know, I, I'm just beating a dead horse here, but he didn't need to draft Matthew Stafford. But besides that, I can't knock anything Chris did. Yeah, honestly, like, and I didn't even talk about his Dallas players, dude. I was targeting Dak Prescott this year, and Chris, I bit him up, and Chris fucking took him from my cold, dead fingers. He also took Blake Jarwin. Like, dude, clearly Chris has been doing his fucking homework over the past nine months, reflecting on how bad his teams have been. And it's really pissing me off, dude. Like, I, I just, I, like, I, as you're about to find out, I rated him as having a better draft than I did. Um, which just, God, you hate to see it. <laughs> Moving forward, uh, looking at your boy Connor. Once again, my team name is Against All Miscues. Um, that is part laziness. I'm not going to rate my own team name just yet. I have not decided my future team name. However, I do think that is a great 
line from Tristan from last year. So I will say it's passable for now. However, I probably need to change it in the future. Um, I uh, went into the draft, like I mentioned before, with a very similar strategy with what Jerry was doing. Um, but unfortunately, I felt like a lot of the guys at the top were going for so much that I just felt like I couldn't spend that. I just didn't want to spend that much. I, I, I Actually, this is my third auction draft um, of the year. And I, uh, every draft, I felt like uh, a really good play. When not sure what to do, don't. When we drafted last year, my biggest mistakes were bidding on people that I probably didn't need to. And then all of a sudden, I was stuck with them. So this year, I decided, you know what? If I'm not sure, I'm just not going to bid. And uh, that means that I actually think I, as some of the good parts, I think I have the deepest squad by far. My, my, my team is quite sick. Um, on top of that, uh, I got guys for a lot of good value. I really like DeAndre Hopkins this year. I think he's going to be a super stud. I got him for 36. Chris Carson, that was a little rough. I wanted him for a little cheaper, but I needed another running back. Ertz for 12. I thought that was a good solid pick. I, I'm really high on Raheem Mostert and Cam Akers this year, so I like those two. You know, looking at my my who am I going to play at my flex and wide receiver spots? I got John Brown, Stephon Diggs. Someone in that Buffalo offense is going to do well. I got Rugs. I got Brandon Cooks, Jamison Crowder. I mean, all, all across the board, I think it's very solid. Look at some of my depth at running back. Jordan Howard, I think, is underrated going into the draft. I, I'm a big fan of James White this year. I think that with Noodle Arm Cam Newton um, or like half working shoulder Cam Newton. I think he's going to dump it down a lot. We'll see. Um, and yeah, I, I got Alexander Madison as well. I stole him out of Curtis's clutches. So we'll see what I can get from Curtis for Madison. I'll probably try to look for a decent trade there. But anyways, I, I thought I did a pretty decent job. Um, I think I have a lot of really good depth, but actually that's one of my, my downsides is that I, I think I lack studs at running back. We'll have to see how Mostert does. Uh, but I think I spent too much on depth and should have probably allocated more of my auction budget to getting some studs. So I'm giving myself a solid B. I, I, honestly, Connor, I think you're a little low on your team. Um, I think like talk me up, baby. Like you said, you you kind of held off from spending early. I like Chris Carson, you know, as RV one. You know, it's maybe borderline, but I like it. Uh, you just kind of lived in that like that that third tier of like position guys, and you had a lot of money at the end. It was like you and Spencer had a lot of money at the end. You guys are the only ones, and kind of the difference the difference between his and your teams. I feel like you hit on a lot of the guys. Um, in that tier that were for value and he kind of maybe didn't make the right picks and that's kind of the difference between you guys but like you said you 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 have a ton of depth um which we haven't been able to say about a lot of people tonight so right. I, you don't have like, going. any studs i've like hopkins and Ertz are kind of your studs carson um you have the potential if people if injuries happen or people are kind of looking to if players bust there were some of the studs bust you have the potential to make a deal for for someone because of the pieces you have uh, i'm almost I there i like a lot of the guys i like jameson crowder a lot you mentioned howard i like him um uh, i like cam Akers and john brown and james white and madison all solid picks but i do have one bad thing to say <laughs> i think the biggest overpay of the draft was you spending $27 on Raheem Mostert. Well, time will tell. Um, I just, I think for $27, you should be getting a running back to like with almost for sure certainty, like, you know, will be the guy. And I think in San Francisco, like it could be any of like five people, it might be Mostert. Um, and if it is, it'll be a good pick. Um, if it's not, it'll be the worst pick of the draft for sure. So over the last six weeks of last year, uh, he was the guy. And my question to you is, would you rather have Raheem Mostert for $27 or Melvin Gordon for $27? Uh, 
uh, I think I'd rather have Melvin Gordon is because he's not there's not as many mouths to feed like in like in San Francisco it could be him it could be Tevin Coleman it could be Jarek McKinnon it could be like you just don't know am I am I smelling another uh, bet based off Melvin Gordon's uh, point total is that what I'm smelling right now <laughs> I think so I, and I'd be willing to do it all right let's do it man what do you think five or ten bucks uh, let's do 10. Let's do 10. I have Raheem Mostert. You have Melvin Gordon. What are the rules? Just the regular season? Just, yeah, points. Total points for the season. All right. That sounds good, man. I love it. I, you know what? That's what we got to bring back more of. More gambling. 100%. Um, okay. That's some solid feedback. I'll, I'll take that back to my team. We'll talk. We'll align internally. And uh, we'll send a follow-up in a couple days. Looking at Curtis, last person in the draft, and I know you guys are probably in your cubicles or uh, maybe driving to work or maybe you're in bed ignoring your loved ones listening to this podcast. But we're almost done with this uh, with Connor's draft grades. Looking at Curtis, uh, the butt blasts for Beckham. Top two team names out of the gate. I mean, when he changed it, I, I almost lost a rib from laughing so hard. I mean, that's very solid. Um, I'm not going to Google it to see if he got it from somewhere else. Who knows what you would actually find with that kind of Google search. However, very solid name. I referenced it multiple times on my Twitter. Sorry, on the Questionable for Sunday Twitter. So please follow us at, at Questionable4. Uh, you can see all the awesome live updates. I also believe he did not have a bid on Odell Beckham, which I which I noted. Please correct me if that's wrong, Curtis. Um, actually, wait. If I'm wrong, just don't correct me. Just don't tell me anything. Looking at his team, um, some of the good. He has a very solid starting lineup. Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Cooper Cup. Those guys, you're going to plug and play those guys every week. T.Y. Hilton could also be, if he returns back to a former his former glory, could be very solid. Let's not forget that Philip Rivers has a noodle arm. I really like Brian Edwards for two bucks. I think that a lot of the Las Vegas receiving core was being undervalued. Um, I got one of the guys. I got Ruggs. He got Edwards. We'll see who scores more. Um Overall, you know, I think that uh, he has a very solid starting lineup. The bad is pretty bad, though. He has no RB2. He he has by far the worst running back core in the league. He's a Giovanni um, Bernard-esque RB2. Yep, absolutely. He's starting Malcolm Brown this week. Um, I believe I got Giovanni Bernard for $2 last year. So Malcolm Brown is this year's Giovanni Bernard. It's, you know, what I will say is, though, even though my RB2 last year sucked, I did make the playoffs, and I was one ACL away from winning the championship. So it is possible for Curtis to make some moves, maybe on the waiver wire or on the on the on the trade charts, whatever the fuck you want to call it, to improve his team to get a better RB two. I think he has a lot of value in his team, um, and he ha- you know he could possibly hit Denzel Mims. I actually really like for a dollar, and James Washington for a dollar. I like both those picks a lot. Sterling Shepard for seven. Apparently, Sterling Shepard's been killing it at the Giants camp. I got Slayton. I'm more of a Slayton guy myself, but you know Shepard has been. Looking fairly well, uh, fairly good this year. Debo Samuel, I think he's injured, but he had a, he was nuts the end of last year. For only five bucks, that's a pretty solid deal. So it's possible he'll have some pieces to move. Um, but because of your lack of RB two and the fact that you have the worst running back core in the league, Curtis, I gave you a B minus. Yeah, I'm not high on Curtis' team at all. I think he's maybe in the contention for the worst team. Um, you mentioned, I mean, Jackson Cook, Thomas Andrews, studs. But after that, um. Not huge on Cooper Cup or T.Y. Hilton. Debo Samuel as your as a flex right now. I mean, he's not going to be. Who knows when he's going to play again? Um, we'll see with Shepard, Brian Edwards, and James Washington are are cute at receiver. I'm not huge on Mims or um, Frank Gore, 
who knows with Armstead and I mean obviously the other guys are just dart throws but even then I'm not not super super high on it so um I think you're generous with this grade generous oh it's very generous all right so looking back let's round it out uh, i know everyone's really listening to hear the diss track so let's get to it soon uh rounding out the uh the grades themselves uh in first i have jerry with an a minus second eric a minus so the way i see it is that they both got a minuses but i'd rather have jerry's team uh third chris a minus well done i hate it uh four i got hobie with a b plus fifth i put myself with a solid b sixth place i put joe with a b seven Seventh place or seventh uh, best draft, I'm giving to Tristan with a B. Another solid surprise. Eight, I'm giving it to Ben with a B minus. Spencer, I gave you a nine. Or you're in ninth place with a B minus. Tenth, I have Curtis with a B minus. Eleventh, Jordan with a C plus, uh, which is a little surprising. Usually Jordan has very solid drafts. And in last place, twelfth, I put A Mac with a solid C. So if you disagree with any of those ratings, first of all, how dare you? Second of all, talk about it in the Discord or tweet at me at, at questionable four. Overall, though, I gotta say, I think I feel like the the difference between like a, a playoff team and a non-playoff team this year is gonna be very thin. Like, I feel like yes. everyone had pretty solid teams. It's gonna be super oh. competitive. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the first place team is not gonna it's not gonna be like a eleven and two team this year. Yeah, I think everyone's draft was very impressive. In fact, I mean, I uh, it, it, I, I found it really hard to differentiate some of the teams when it comes to grades. I think everyone did a really good job. Um, some outliers. Uh, it, when it comes to positional groups for some people, but overall, I think um, the talent level in this league is continues to improve, and that's something that you like to see. You know, I, I always pride myself on being part of EEIG. I see it as one of the best leagues out there. I mean, not only do we have a podcast, we have a goddamn Twitter account. We used to have weekly write-ups, but you know, I, I got really tired of doing all those fucking write-ups, so we stopped, which is fair because we do a podcast instead. But you know, it's fun. You know, we give each other shit um, at the same time, which is great. And that's some of the you know extraneous parts of the league. However, adding into the fact that it's also incredibly competitive and it's so hard to win. I mean, I won a, uh, my work league last year, and I don't give a shit. I won EEIG, what, three years ago, and I still dream about it. Okay? All right. And, uh, Connie, you mentioned the Twitter account. Uh, let's go over some of our favorite draft moments because I think yours has to do with that. Absolutely. So uh, for some of you who weren't aware, and I did mention it earlier, I was live tweeting some of the draft, primarily when someone was getting bit up who I didn't give a shit about. Um, So that was really fun. Uh, I think some of you uh, in particular, I know Jerry and Curtis and um, you uh, in particular, Eric, some of you guys like some of my tweets. You love to see it. Um, Probably my favorite draft moment, though, is that I put out uh, the last – oh, that's not the last. I'm sorry. Um, Was it the last? It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, it was the last. The last tweet of the night. Um, which actually is quite funny because we can actually have the answer, at least the week one answer to this question. Wide receiver Michael Hardman, $3 to Spencer. Wide receiver Sammy Watkins, $2 to Chris. Who scores more points this year? Now, I was actually kind of high on Michael Hardman coming into the year. Sammy Watkins went off tonight, though, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I actually got fucking someone to respond, a rando. Their name is Can't Stanzia at DE Improved. They've been on Twitter for since may 2050 they're following 243 people for some reason some fucking random person replied to my question and they just wrote one word sammy so well we'll have to follow up with can't stand yet also known as at de improved in the following weeks possibly the first ever fan of the questionable for sunday podcast uh and also a linked twitter account but really exciting times in 2020 
All right, some of my favorite moments of the draft. Uh, when Zach Moss was up for bid, Chris bid $8 on him. Um, he was very pleased when the bid went for 9 because he had no idea who Zach Moss was. So uh, I always like to see a Chris bidding on a player. He doesn't even know who he is. Uh, Spencer in the video call and now on the Discord, obviously. That's true, dude. That's true. huge. That's actually probably my favorite moment, man. Dude, when he joined Discord today, it's like Craven. I was like... Who was Craven? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I, I read what he wrote. I was like, oh, it's shit, it's Spencer. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, it's that's, pretty awesome to see, man. That's, that that's was great to see. Good to have you, Spence. Uh, and Hobie with the big announcement. I uh, hope everything goes smooth the rest of the way. But hope the like inspection a, goes well. Future homeowner. So hopefully the rest of the closing process goes well for, for Hobie. And another huge announcement, um, Ben, going to be a dad, so becoming the second EIG jet, uh, second EIG go. dad, so a big announcement uh, for Ben and his wife, Carly. Congrats to you Congrats, guys. Ben. It's pretty awesome. We're all super pumped. By the way, I just want to be very clear about this. Connor is a guy's and a girl's name. So. Yeah, we'll, have to, uh, we'll have to suggest some name, some name ideas when Ben is uh, on the podcast next. I'm sure he would love that, and I say that 100% sarcastically. <laughs> Uh, and now, Connor, I think it's time for the moment. Oh, dude. Okay, one sec. Okay. So, dude, it's 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 about the commission, right? It's about me? It is about you. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're so excited to bring you uh, Little Bidet Squirt's first ever rap diss track. Uh, I'm, for one, on the I'm on the chopping block, obviously. I'm the easiest target. Um, so, yeah, let her rip, dude. Let's hear it. Hey yo, hey yo, we up here hot in the spot. I need a spritz, that boy miscued, tripping all over the spit dick. Giving me hell for the trades I'm proposing. Running his mouth like his mama had named him Josh Rosen. Keeps on talking that Rogers talk. I'm calling him Cheese Boy, till him look at Vancouver block, cause he's putting his money on the man. Claiming he's coming out before he's six feet under with the fam. It was Julie, Jessica, Danica, and the bunch. Then Olivia jumped in and said she faked it when he munched. So maybe Miss Q had it right the whole time. Throwing money down on Aaron like he's Aikman in 99. Now the question remains, can he put his luck to work? Connor Miss Q, the magician, that boy who walked the perk, showed up last year at the bar. Just out back, down on two knees, pleading, no, no, my tricks ain't whack. Wow, that was pretty good, man. Holy shit, Tristan has some flows. Oh my god, we're gonna get twelve of these motherfuckers. Oh uh, Jesus, uh, I feel like you know, first one coming out swinging and it, dude, out, call me the cheese man. I love it, dude. <laughs> Talking about a Raj Danica. Oh my god. Hey, don't knock on Vancouver. I ever had a good time. I swear to God, dude, Vancouver's the shit. <laughs> I gotta say, for first draft, Tristan definitely. Definitely exceeded expectations and uh, looking forward to the rest of them. So the moment you guys are all waiting for, got Connor's reaction live as well. Great first track from Tristan. And uh, I think that's a good way to end it. What do you think, Con? Dude, that was, dude I'm actually shocked about how good of a rapper Tristan is. <laughs> like, what the hell? Uh, I'm very, I'm very impressed. I, I'm probably gonna, you have to send me that. I gotta listen to that again. I might add that to, to Spotify or something. We gotta upload these to the internet. People have to hear this. Um, yeah, out of the gate, man. Well done, man. Got to give it to you. All 
Alright guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Questionable for Sunday podcast. Uh, obviously we'll have a lot to get into next week with the, the first weekend completed. We'll make sure to get one of you guys on as a guest as well. And we'll have another Tristan track, so a lot to look forward to. We'll catch you guys next week. Hey yo, hey yo, we up here hot in the spot. I need a spritz, that boy miscue, tripping all over the spit dick. Give me hell for the trades I'm proposing. Running his mouth like his mama had named him Josh Rosen. Keeps on talking that Rogers talk. I'm calling him Cheese Boy, till the Lachetta Vancouver block, cause he's putting his money on the man. Claiming he's coming out before he's six feet under with the fam. It was Julie, Jessica, Danica, and the bunch. Then Olivia jumped in and said she faked it when he munched. So maybe Miss Q had it right the whole time. Throwing money down on Aaron like he's Aikman in 99. Now the question remains, can he put his luck to work? Connor Miss Q, the magician, that boy who walked the perk, showed up last year at the bar. Just out back, down on two knees, pleading, no, no, my tricks ain't whack.